All right, welcome everybody to Industry Headlines. Kevin Kaufman, Fred Weaver. We are your hosts, your producers, your video crew. All I'm of the above. Putting executive producer in my keynote signature. Yeah, welcome to episode two of Industry Headlines, where we are talking about the latest headlines in the real estate industry over the last uh, seven days or so. So, Kevin, let's jump right in. Uh, I'm going to start with what I think is one of the bigger headlines: the largest real estate company in the world, uh, or in the U.S. Let me say it that way: single brand Keller Williams Realty just announced a partnership with Offerpad. Yes. One of the three major um, players in the iBuyer space. Yeah. So tell us more about that, the, would you? The second O in Zoo, right? The second O in Zoo. So Zillow Open Door Offerpad. So Offerpad is now the exclusive partner of Keller Offers, which is a big deal. Um, and there are a lot of different thoughts and feelings, if you will, out on this that have gone on. Uh, from the industry, both inside of Keller Williams and outside. But essentially, these two companies have formed an alliance and said, hey, um, Offerpad, you will buy all of the Keller Offer deals, you will be the buyer, and all of our agents can get certified to then bring you uh, a deal for you to buy, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're gonna give it back to us and we're gonna, or you're gonna give it back to the agent and relist it, which is where some of the controversy is coming up. But essentially, uh, yeah, this is a big merge. Like, these, this is two big companies. So this is a big announcement. This for is sure. a big deal yeah. in our industry. So let's talk about some of the positives. First of all, um, I applaud any real estate company out there right now, including yes. Keller Williams, who is making an effort to um, bring more options to the consumer. Okay, yes. I just do. The options already exist, right? The options are out there, right? Um, but I applaud uh, Keller Williams for actually aligning with a iBuyer and making it easier for their agents to be able to walk into a home and not only help a seller understand how much they might be able to get on the open MLS by putting the home the traditional route, but also by re, uh, how much money they might walk away with if, if in fact, you know, they were able to get an offer from OfferPad if it fit the buy box and all that um, from OfferPad. So I applaud that. Yep. Just yep. let's get that out of the way right now, right? Now I think there's some incredible misses though on this and I'm not gonna be quiet about it and this is not a anti-KW spiel right now. This is a um, anti-consumer spiel, to be very blunt with you, and I'll have this same opinion if any real estate company does this. I have an issue personally, Kevin, with a real estate company or franchise aligning with only one option in the yeah. market. Well, I think it's a big miss. I think it's a miss, right? And, and here's my issue with it. You know, if you're gonna be a traditional real estate company and just have agents go present how much homeowners could get for their home by putting it on the MLS, that's fine, okay? But the minute that you open yourself up and say, we're gonna educate our agents and our consumers that there's more than one option out there, MLS isn't the only way, there are these things called iBuyers. Uh, we probably should define an iBuyer here in a minute for some people that have a misunderstanding about that. But you know, there's people out there that will buy your house and then quickly turn around and resell it. And not for the old like fix and flip type of 20, 30, 40% discount. This isn't we buy ugly homes. No, 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 this is large Wall Street money doing this, right? But so again, if you're just an MLS traditional company, no problem. The minute you bring the eye or buyer piece into the into the mix though, you and I have learned from having sold real estate in the Phoenix, Arizona area that I think you owe it to your client. I think it's our fiduciary responsibility. If you're gonna bring in alternative options to MLS, that you bring in more than one alternative option. Yeah, Meaning I, that I don't think an offer pad offer in and of itself is enough. I think there's a fiduciary responsibility, right? And it's really easy for you and I to, to say that, like our home base is Phoenix, Arizona, where OfferPad started, um, where Open Door started, where Zillow launched from as well, right? Where iBuyers are really just, they're just here. This is part of the market. In other places, not everyone understands. They don't have the, they don't, they don't have the five plus years of working with these companies that the agents in Phoenix have, right? 
But here, here's the deal, like as an agent, as a fiduciary, right, to my client, now if I'm smart enough to go out and solicit one offer, then I feel like I've gotta bring the other offers too, especially knowing, now any agent in Phoenix knows this, that pretty much eight, nine times out of 10, the offer pad offer is usually not the most attractive when compared to say a Zillow or to Open Door or some of the other. Local I think buyers. you're being kind there, and I'm not saying this because we're we're necessarily the only experts in this space. But we've talked to people that have run hundreds and hundreds of scenarios of homes right through oh, buy boxes uh, of iBuyers in Phoenix, and time and time again, OfferPad is the more often than not is the lowest of those three offers in the zoo example, Zillow, Open Door, OfferPad. I'm not saying that OfferPad is bad for homeowners. No. I'm saying that oftentimes they're the lower of the three offers when stacked up against Zillow and Open Door. Yeah, and then the other piece here is, uh, and Notorious Rob wrote a blog mm -hmm. that caught quite a few people uh, responding again on both sides of the tracks about, hold on a second, maybe we overstepped the line because not just are we only bringing them on offer, but this is an offer that benefits the agent and Keller Williams, if, if you will, to have the seller sell it to offer pad mm -hmm. and so there is there's some disclosure problems there well there's there's an agreement on the back end right, right? that if, if uh, one of your consumers yeah i don't know if that's the right language so don't jump on us if we're using the wrong Please language don't. there okay we're not trying to pick a fight but but there there's an agreement there that if if an offer pad offers presented at a listing appointment the seller takes that offer then the listing eight or the listing agent the agent that had the relationship with the seller then gets the listing when OfferPad goes to put it on the market and also gets compensated, right? Now, I'm sure there's disclosures. I'm sure there's great attorneys working on both OfferPad and Keller Williams' behalf. Um, the, just the funny part of it is, disclosure or not, only showing them the OfferPad offer and neglecting to show them what Opendoor and Zillow and others in the market might have paid for that house, that's where the miss is for many of us in the Phoenix area who've been doing this a while. We look at that as the missed opportunity. And I, I'm hopeful that Keller Williams will correct that, but so far, that's my criticism of this particular agreement. Yeah, and my hope is that they do correct it, that they say, hey, hold on a second, we've got a fiduciary responsibility. We can't just show the ones that's only gonna benefit us. If we, It's kind of like this, like if I know, if I'm smart enough as an agent to know that there are these iBuyers out there and I bring you one, I, I'm smart enough to know that there's other offers and we should probably really have a look at them. I mean, just from a liability and from a fiduciary standpoint, Right. fiduciary standpoint, I feel like that is an issue yeah. or a yeah. potential issue. Um, so my plea to you, Keller Williams agents, many who are friends, many who I don't know is, um, yes, go into your markets where um, OfferPad and Keller Williams are partnering together and bring the OfferPad offer. Heck yeah. But my plea to you would be go out and grab an open door or Zillow or both as well and put them all at the table at the same time. That I think that just gives you, I think that makes you look the best to your consumer. I, I think the consumer then says, you know what? Um, they have my best interest in mind here. Yes. Um, I think you can tell the consumer, yeah, you know, I actually do get, if you choose OfferPad, if they're the best one for you, and that best could be money, it could be terms, it could be a combination of things, right? But then I, I will get the, a listing back. Uh, but I'm here to, to tell you that there's my traditional MLS, there's OfferPad, and I brought you two others. Uh, and if you choose one of these two others, I, I don't necessarily get your listing on the backside, but I wanted you to know that these other options were available. That's how I'm handling it. That would be my plea to, to agents in the market is to go that extra step. So we'll see how Keller Williams handles it. Um, it's an early announcement. I'm sure there's changes and modifications that will come. Um, but suffice to say, this was a, a pretty burning topic in our industry with some uh, heated debate on both sides. Yeah, talk about heated debate. And I'm sure, again, we've, we've pissed some people off who are at Keller Williams and 
But again, we are also saying like, good move. Like you did something about this. Let's just take the next step. Like let's take the second or third step. Yeah. Well, this is industry headlines, not try to make everybody happy in the world. Cause like we don't have enough time for the try to make everybody happy in the world podcast episode. Speaking of that. So, um, speaking of that, uh, well, I guess we'll just pull off another bandaid uh, here and make some other people unhappy. Even those of you who don't know what's going on, let's share this with you. Keller Williams is in another major headline this week. This yeah. headline had to do with a lawsuit. Now, Let's just get this out of the way. We belong to a brokerage right now that's been in the news for a lawsuit back in New York recently. I'm not picking apart Keller Williams just because there was a lawsuit. What I think, though, is very interesting is what this lawsuit is about, right? Specifically, Kevin, tell us about this lawsuit. So uh, there was a there was a, a company called TPI Cloud Hosting okay. that had contracted to do some work to build some tech for KW. Now, the actual lawsuit is around non-payment, right? So there was a total agreement of $1.8 million that was to be paid from Keller Williams to TPI Cloud Hosting at the end of these different uh, markers of work completion. Okay. And at the end of that, when, once everything was completed and the work was paid for in full, Keller Williams was going to retain the tech on it. So I think it's very important that we lay that piece out. Got it. That's part of it. So the actual lawsuit does stem from the fact that they weren't paid. And that Kelly Williams is actually using the tech that they did get from TPI Cloud Hosting, even though they never paid them. Got it. So this is where it gets a little sticky, right? Because now, obviously, you've got a he said, she said, and I'm sure stuff will come out in court. There's no doubt about it. But to me, this is a little peculiar. Well, I'm just going to say it, uh, and here's why it's a little bit peculiar. It's peculiar because there's been some comments from Keller Williams' leadership recently about how they evaluate tech companies and when they're in dialogue with tech companies around partnering and things like that. And um, you've personally taken heat uh, for this, so uh, you know there's been some people out there that put some memes on the internet from time to time. But there, there was a quote that was made by Keller Williams president, Josh Team, where he was quoted as saying, I can only evaluate you from how much it is going to cost me to build you, to steal, or copy what you have. Now, Josh has come out and clarified what he meant by that comment. You can try to read into what you think he meant initially by the comment versus what he what he later said he meant by the comment. But there's just there's been a lot of discussion around Keller Williams and technology. And there's some other things that I know haven't turned into lawsuits, but I've had conversations with people around technology conversations that have been had with KW right now in Josh's like I'm just I'm, I'm in fairness to Josh the the TPI contract and Keller Williams contract was inked in July of 2015 that's what? also the same month that nice. Josh team started at KW so I have no idea if he was involved in that discussion I have no I, I, so I'm just being really clear on that okay uh, who knows but there's just there's been a lot of situations recently where, where people have felt like um, maybe that comment was a little far stretching, right? When it gets into proprietary technology. Yeah, I, I think you know a lot of folks in real estate, especially because we talk about business models and the way we do things, and you hear the term R and D, right? A rip off and duplicate. Yep. We use it as agents. You know, it's one thing when you're talking about, hey, how do you compensate the agents on your team, or what leads do you pay for? It's totally different when you start talking about intellectual property that that falls under a whole different set of laws. I mean, you've never seen one agent sue another agent because they paid their buyer's agent the same way or their listing the agent the same split, way, yeah. right? The same split. However, there are lots of technology lawsuits around IP, and while this this on the uh, cover of it is absolutely around non-payment, the problem with it is that in addition to the work that was done, is that Kate. Keller Williams actually took the IP along with it, so the tech that was built out and then started using it. And so that's where this came from. Who knows where this will end up? Maybe this is just smoke and not really a fire. 
But when I hear and see in Josh's own words saying things like how much it's going to cost me to build you, steal, or copy what you have, and then something like this comes up, I guess I'm not really that surprised. To me, that's a little out of line and inappropriate for the president of the largest single brand company in the United States of America in real estate to, to talk about. I just, I think it's inappropriate. Yeah, and you know, we mentioned last week in our first episode that like Compass and, and Realogy as an example yeah, um, lawsuit have now. lawsuits going on, right? So I, I want to be clear to say that lawsuits are not unique to our industry. People perceive that their ideas are taken, stolen, etc. Um, who knows who's at fault here, right? But the, when, when, when certain statements are made publicly and then they sort of align with allegations in a lawsuit, um, it does make the listener or the agent in the industry who's paying attention and listening go, what really is going on there, right? And at the end of the day, I don't know, Kevin, I, you and I could solve that problem all day long and it may not help our business, but you know what would help our business, Kevin? The new IREP certification. Yeah, so I talked earlier, uh, we talked a little bit about the um, Keller Williams and iBuyer um, you know, agreement with OfferPath. I wanna step back for a quick second. Okay. We're not gonna teach here on iBuyers, but I think it's important just to mention that you and I have been in a couple rooms recently. You were up in Oregon, talked to a couple hundred agents. I did a couple teachings here in Arizona in the last few weeks where we've asked large rooms of agents to help uh, explain to us how they would explain to a consumer, a seller client of theirs, what an iBuyer really is. And what I've found from being in those rooms is that the opinions differ widely. Some people have said they're evil. Some people have said they're good. Some people have said they're an internet buyer. Some people have said it's Wall Street funds and public money that's buying property. Some have said they're no different than your wholesaler or flipper back in the day. Some have said it's a new type of buyer where the, the margins are different. Like, I say all that to say there's wide a range of views and varying degrees that people agree on what an iBuyer is and isn't. But what we do know is there's companies out there that are identifying themselves in the iBuyer space. And what I've identified, and I think you're going to agree with me here, is that agents aren't very well educated on iBuyers and what the real story is there. Yep. So one of our recent uh, guests, and as well as Inman ran an article on this uh, just in the last seven days as well, uh, Dan Noma and Kenny Klaus. Kenny Klaus is an agent with Keller Williams Realty. Mm -hmm. Dan Noma owns Venture REI, a brokerage here locally in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. These two have teamed up to bring us the, the new, this new IREP course, which aims to help agent kind of navigate this new terrain. Yes. Um, the reality is, is IREPs are here, they're here to stay. Uh, or excuse me, iBuyers are here and they're here to stay. And IREP is a tool that we can use as agents to learn how to interact and how to represent our clients better and how to help the consumer in this really changing an involving industry that's happening fast. Yeah, and here's why I'm, I think this is newsworthy because it's the very first real estate designation of its kind in the iBuyer era, right? Yeah. There's been lots of designations over time. Nobody has come out with an iBuyer designation, right? Um, also, I think it's very timely because we have a lot of confusion in our market. We have confusion amongst real estate agents, what iBuyers are and whether they're good or bad, yeah. or whether we just choose to want to not label them and just remain uh, you know, neutral. Um, and then we have confusion amongst our clients, our homeowners, our past clients. They're receiving phone calls and text messages and mailers with people wanting to buy their house in various markets across the country. And the messaging is varying degrees of confusion to a, a natural homeowner who's like, what are these people? Why does everybody want to buy my house? And is this really a good deal? And isn't it? So there's just a lot of confusion in the market. So I rep 
is a certification course designed at bringing clarity to the situation, educating and informing um, agents on what's going on. And when, what I love is it's not just a one-time course where you get those little letters and you get to throw them on the back of your business card and call yourself designated, but there's an ongoing piece to the designation because yeah. the model is ever evolving and ever changing, Absolutely. right? Um, and that's really what I love. I mean, on that note, also newsworthy in the last couple of days is uh, Zillow has said that they're going into the Miami market with their iBuyer program and they're going to buy condos. Condos historically have been sort of that piece of real estate that was was not, you know, in the iBuyer box. So anyway, I just want to mention it. I think you should check it out. Um, I, I personally signed up for this just so we're real clear. Um, also, just so we're clear, uh, I didn't get a discount. I also haven't received any sort of like endorsement checks. I'm just You're enjoying- You're not getting a kickback? I'm no, I'm enjoying the, maybe I'll go negotiate one after you this episode. You should get the listing back. But at the time of this episode, I'm not getting the listing back and there's no kickback. Um, I, I am promoting it simply based on the fact that I'm through module six into module seven right now of 10 different modules. I'm learning a lot, really not, only, not only about iBuyers, but also about institutional investors, REITs, and the history of REITs and where they came from. And I'm learning a lot. I've also gotten some lead generation ideas. I'm in that section right now about how to use this education and go out and do more business. So it's educational. And then it also goes and helps us go out and learn how to do more business, which I mean, what news episode do you get to hear where we're also going to help you in your business, business too, right? All right, so last story of the day. Um, new, fast-growing digital mortgage companies are popping up all over the place. Better.com is one of those, one of the faster-growing companies. They just raised uh, $160 million That's it? in Series C funding. Just kidding. Um, you know, here's, here's what sticks out to me about this, okay? Yep. This is a mortgage company. It's all digital, so think Rocket Mortgage, if you will, or Lean Loan Depot has got their product as well. So it's this digital mortgage company, but here's what I really, really stuck out to me, is they raise money from companies like American Express, City Financial, and Ally Financial. Other companies in the same space. Ooh, that is interesting right there. Yeah, as well as Goldman Sachs, right? So these are other players inside of the mortgage marketplace, if you will, and they are fun they're the ones funding this Better.com deal. So I, to so me, digital, digital mortgages, buddy, you watch it. It's the eye buyer of a mortgage, right? Yeah. That's what this is. Well, I, you know, I don't know if this is the correct language, but it almost seems like some of these other companies are hedging their bet, right? They're like, somebody's ahead of us, and so we can go yeah. compete with them, or we can go invest into them. That's that's one of the pieces I hear. Also, similar to um, Quicken Loans, uh, they you know launched Rocket Mortgage right. a couple of years ago, and. I quickly laughed at it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a joke. But you know what? I've learned more about that. In fact, if you want to know more about how Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage work, you should go listen to Leo Pereja, who was one yeah. of our speakers at Next Level Agents Live in 2019. He talks a lot about the technology they had behind the scene. We the shared that Rocket Mortgage wasn't that. just a marketing piece, right? Yep. We shared that as an episode here on, on the, the podcast. Next Level Podcast. Good. So probably wasn't more than a month ago that we released that. So go back and listen. Should go back and listen to Leo that. Pereja. Because a lot of times we think these are just marketing gimmicks. That's sort of what iBuyers sound like to a lot of people on the front end. A lot of these things sound like, like just marketing gimmicks until you realize there's data and technology behind them and lots of funding from lots of people. And that's what makes all this very interesting to me is just seeing all these little chess pieces being moved around on the board. Interesting times in our industry. Interesting times. So uh, anyway, well, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed Industry Headlines, episode two. Uh, hopefully a couple of you are still listening. We didn't offend everybody out there, but um, I think these are some of the hot topics and you don't have to agree with us because that's the great part of news, right? If you get to uh, go ahead and listen to what's going on and inform your own opinion, but I think it's important that we stay informed of what's going on in our market.
absolutely. In fact, drop your opinions in the comments. We'd love to hear them. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time today. Yeah, thanks so much. All right, see you next week. to personally invite you to NLA Live 2020. That's going to be next April 23rd through 25th, 2020 in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's right. We moved the event to Scottsdale, Arizona. We've got a great resort picked out for this event. You will not want to miss it. Head on over to nextlevelagents.com. That's nextlevelagents.com and click on the events tab for all of the info. We'll see you there next April. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor if you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at, leave us a review, share this episode with your friends, and for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.